Welcome to the Cardboard Crash Course. My name's Ethan. I'm here with the group. This is Season 2, Episode 5, my board game hot takes. We're going to take a look at a few of them. I wanted to kind of jump off of that, actually, Christos. Uh, okay. We were talking about DC deck building before this episode started. Um, I've also got Adam, Shaw, and Will here. So everybody say hi. Hello. Hey. What's up? My first hot take, I'm going to jump into it. I'm going to go lukewarm here at the beginning, and we're going to get to the hottest takes towards the end. Uh, I've got four today. Uh, I'm just going to kind of throw them out there, and you guys can fight me on them, and we'll just kind of have this conversation <laughs> sure. here. Put your dukes up. <laughs> uh, my first hot take is a game with an IP, especially a... Um, uh, <laughs> a game with an IP, like especially a really popular one, um, does not make it an invalid game. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I disagree. I, <laughs> I disagree. Whoa, actually, I have such a great relevant experience to this, but... <laughs> well, you think this is a hot take? That's good, that's good. Yeah. How is that a hot take? I, well, I don't I, think that's a hot take. I told you that it's lukewarm to begin with, okay. but like some, uh, there I know of some people who will like look at Marvel Champions, like a, a, a CCG. Look at this DC deck building that we just tried today. Sure. Uh, uh, like I'm not into hero stuff, and or, just be like I'm not into hero stuff, or they'll yeah. look at you know like a specific thing, and that's fine to like not pick it up. Sure. But a lot of people invalidate a game because of it. But I think there's a ton of good game design that comes out of. A good parallel is like that Hogwarts game that came out last year, and people are like, "Dude, how are people still into how, how are people still into this?" Mm -hmm. And like, even though it, I mean, I've never played it, but it looked like a really good game. Like overall, it does seem like a very interesting game, outside of the fact that it's a Harry Potter universe. It just looked like an interesting game, but because it was Harry Potter, people were like, "This game it sucks." Wait, was it a board game or Hogwarts no, Legacy? Video, the Hogwarts, video, Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I think I think in general it comes down to like. They're just being a stigma. If there's an IP, sometimes it could just be a cash grab or something like, like generic. Like, I like to your perspective, Ethan. Like, you're gonna look at games and be like, "Oh, this is coming from like, you know, a well-respected, uh, you know, company and team." So like, I expect this game to be good. I have their like track record. But like for most people, they just be like, "Oh, you know, a, a Marvel game? Mm, I don't know. I just don't like Marvel. I'm not interested." This is just a weird coincidence, but I just played a like. I don't even know. I don't want to call it a board game because it didn't feel like one, and I don't want to call it a card game, but I guess it was a card game with my girlfriend the other night, and it was this, like, Hunger Games, like, card game. I'm sorry. I thought it was really bad, and I'm like, <laughs> like this is this is dog water. <laughs> like, I would rate it, like, a two, maybe. It was so random. If we were playing two people, you should play with more. Do you remember what exactly it was? I don't... Oh, I, I could explain it, but I don't remember the name sure. of it was. The whole idea was you're just supposed to, like, move to different areas... And draw cards, and then you're, like, each turn you're, like, discarding cards, and you're supposed to, like, put cards into, like, the reaping pile, and you could like, lose if you get your name pulled, and you just get points. So just like a video game that has an IP, mm -hmm. um, there can be real dog water games that ride that IP to, in order to get, you know, to get off the shelf. But I think a lot of good has come out of having the, the money behind the IPs to actually get them onto the shelves in the first place. Because I think a lot of board game designers start with games that have really strong IPs. Like some of the designers of like a lot of these CCGs, um, there was that Star Wars Pandemic clone last year. Um, and these board game designers, they wouldn't have the opportunity to do this 
by themselves with their own standalone company. They have to ride these IPs in order to get their like mechanics and their ideas out there in the first place. You might be limited as well, depending on like the universe you're set in. Because like DC deck building is made by Cryptozoic, which is it's it's a medium sized board game company, but it was one of their first forays. They also make um, their own universe of games out of Epic Spell Wars and all of that. But Cryptozoic largely gained a lot of its popularity through its IP driven games towards the beginning. So they really got their their footing using those existing characters and existing worlds i i would say i think you may have changed my mind about it uh just me thinking about it while i've been listening to you guys discuss it initially it was like you know i don't really play games because of the ip i usually play games either because i hear they're good or i watch a game review or something of that nature even like when it's like small or something slight uh it's it's the same it's the same with like um what is it villainous yeah, yeah, villainous is a fantastic, fantastic game, game. But I, I wouldn't play it because it's a, it's a because Disney because it's I would initially I would play it because as well. my exactly. po- my point is don't initially turn it off, especially if you have somebody who says this is a good experience as a board game design. And the, to, and the haunted to, mansion board game. If you're into the Disney like yeah. theme park, haunted mansion board game, it's actually really fun. Especially like if you're just doing two player. Because you could either go the cooperative route and try to help your partner, or you could just be like, I'm going to do whatever I want, and I'm going to send you into ghost rooms every time. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Game. I, I'm not even close to being a fan of Disney to the, to the extent that I would pick Villainous off the shelf because of the characters, but I just I knew that it was like raved about for like a few particular reasons. So we were like, oh, let's just try the base set. It's on sale. And my girlfriend and I were just, like, blown away. It was like, this is the perfect game to bring to, like, a party party or something. Like, just, like, my family could play this. Yeah, Yeah. right. Someone who doesn't play board games. uh, With, with, like, Star Wars Pandemic, uh, I think that slapping Star Wars on that is actually a really good thing in terms of, like, introducing people to this game that they may not otherwise touch. Yeah. Especially in a post-COVID world, I'm not sure if anybody wants to relive a pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. But uh, being like, okay, like you, you've played Star Wars Pandemic or whatever the game's called. Are you willing to try other games from that uh, that company? And actually, that opens up another conversation that maybe we don't want to have now. But like, do you only play games from a specific company because it's from that company, or, or do you like just like similarly in like video game world, like? people play games because certain video game developers make a game. I will say that if a game is made by Stonemaier, I'm more likely to pick it up than a company that I've never heard of before, just because I know their level of quality. I mean, Shai, you were talking about Wormspan, which is just like a reskin of Wingspan. Like, the moment that I realized that was a real game coming out by actual Stonemaier, I was like, oh, Okay, I'll probably buy it. Yeah. And that's... Do you think that you're in the minority for, uh, for like, having that opinion? Or is it something that's very common? I think it's pretty common. Okay. Specifically that one, too. It It's, like, a riff on Wingspan, which is already a beloved game. And it's just Wingspan, but slightly different. Right. So, it's okay. instead of, like, real-life facts about birds, it's, like, fa- fun facts about fantasy dragons. I guess I want to poll the group now. Do you guys... Would you guys rather play a game because an IP has their name on it or because you've heard the game is good. Heard the game's good. Can I reword that? Sure. 
Would you rather play a game? Let's say it's the same mechanics. Would you rather play a game with a unique skin on it that's like out of like the board game designers and artists like mind? Or would you rather play a game that's an IP, you know? If it had the exact same mechanics either I way. Would, I would like to play what comes out of the designer's mind. Like there's get, there's been games that are like, these little miniatures are great, you know? But you'd rather play something original. Yeah, if they were reskinned to be like, oh, you're going to be playing Teletubby version of this or, you know, X. Yeah, like, like Catan, but Warhammer yeah. characters. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how that would work, but, you know, figure it out. I feel like there's a good, like, medium there where it's like, Obviously, if it's just the mechanics that this person thought of, or this, like, group, company, whatever, made, then I want that kind of ambiance and environment for that game. But if it's specifically made in mind for an IP, and all the mechanics make sense for that IP, then I think that would also be a good game that I would enjoy playing. But if it's just those two options, I'm going to go with the non-skin Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think in general, if it's a, a game that is so good to its core, I mean, you could just have skins on it, and then, I, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, well, I don't think Monopoly is good to its core, but Monopoly, right? You have Monopoly, you can just put any skin you want on that game, right? And it doesn't matter, and it, it'll get people in, because, like, whoa, like, I like I like that, I'm going to play this version I, of it. I disagree, because have you ever played Zombieopoly? No. It's Monopoly skin to be a zombie epic kind of thing. It sucks. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying, like, if there's a game like that, I mean, sure, whatever. I don't... I will say, I guess I have my bias where if I look at a game, I might say, oh, wow, that seems interesting because of the theming of it. And I feel like that's important. Like, I kind of like the idea of the game being built off of a specific theme, not the game just being a generic game that's like, this can have any skin on it, or a game being like, okay, you have to build it around this IP because then it's like... It's built around that IP. It's meant to be in that universe. Mm-hmm. And if I'm just not interested in that IP, then right. I'm not interested in it for the most I mean, part. Don't, don't they have like reskins of Monopoly for every town you live in now? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, You go to yeah. a, a Walgreens. Like I live in Aurora. There's Aurora Opoly, and I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, Star Wars Rebellion, a like massive Star Wars themed, like it wouldn't work in any other skin is in the top 10, is like back and forth between top 10 board games of all time. Oh, really? So I wonder, it, was, I, I, it was made after an IP. Right, it was made specifically for an IP. So that's a, that's a different conversation because this game is designed for this IP. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, this game independently is good and changes and shifts for this IP. It's This game was designed for I, this IP. I hate to keep like using like like more common games like Uno and stuff, but like... People, when I I know people that are like will go out of their way to buy like Harry Potter Uno if that exists or something like that. Like well, I, yeah. I know people that will, mm-hmm. but I feel like for people that have I don't want to say a more refined taste in board games, <laughs> but I'll just say it and be the guy that says it. Uh, I think that we are more inclined to pursue a game or try a game based on its kind of like its uh, its merit. Like you guys have you guys like the way that everyone's been explaining it. Um, I would much rather play a game that's designed by a company with like this theme in mind, with this goal, with this directive uh, and direction versus like, okay, you just slapped Harry Potter on it and like, now nah, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Well, it's got to be quality at its core. Because you got you got to think, your, your beloved Twilight Imperium, you could reskin that to be Star Wars. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't want to play it. So is, is your take lukewarm? 
<laughs> well, for all of these takes, I want you guys um, listening to put your ideas down in the comments. And I also want to hear your separate, non-related hot takes. Any board gaming, any anything. Leave them down in the comments below. I also wanted to thank you, Star, for editing this video. And also thank Ryan Jacobson for creating the music that you heard in the background at the beginning. Um, we're going to move into a slightly more hot take. We're going to be moving up the list. Most people suck at teaching board games. <laughs> I, I can just say I suck at teaching board games. I, I don't like doing it. <laughs> I suck at teaching in general, so yes. <laughs> I think this group might agree with me a little bit, but I need someone to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> but I think that throwing a rule book in front of someone who's never played the game before is going to go w over way more poorly than someone who knows how to teach board games and has read up on the rulebook beforehand. I think you should always have an idea of like turn structure before the game starts. At least one person should, um, especially, and my biggest pet peeve is like, if somebody were to bring a game over for game night and not know how to play, that would absolutely grind my gears. It'd be like, we could be doing anything else but sitting here watching you learn. I could play devil's advocate. Uh, <laughs> I I don't mind. Um, I would say that like generally, I think that's a little harsh. Okay. I think a lot of people, especially like if I'm like, guys, I bought this game. I want us to try it. Like, do you expect me to actually know what the hell to do? Like, that's. I feel like that's just like not. Can I? Sometimes it's nice to get together with your group of friends and be like, guys, I want us all to learn this together. And I feel like that experience is very unique and and it doesn't come around very often it's just like it, i i you know i make a ton of parallels to video games but it's it's so so valid when it, you play a, a game for the first time with your friends and capture that like the learn whatever it is you learn together and it just it feels like you're you're like moving there like a brotherhood of like we're all in this together we're learning we're taking all the punches and learning as we go and i feel like the same thing can be said about a board game like once somebody has that eureka moment everyone pops off you know it's like like, are you like, oh my God, that works together with this. And like, I feel like that's very, that's not something that you would have if I, you know, let's say I bought Spirit Island and none of us have ever played it before. And then I bring it over and I'm like, guys, I know the rule book uh, inside and out. And I'm going to tell you guys exactly what to do on each of your turns until you guys get it. That just reminds me of like when we first played TI and we're like, why would we ever grab Warfare? Because we were playing so incorrectly. It was like, oh, oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I guess we were learning as we go when we played TI for the first time. I tried to read up on it. I tried to watch like videos and stuff. To to toss it back to you a little bit, I do think that there is a lot of very valid things to be said about your take. I, I think that I would much rather have somebody that is experienced within the group versus like in, in a board game world versus a not having that because sometimes it just feel like lost. Like I remember when I, I borrowed spirit out from you and you are usually the one that like guides us. And like when I was playing with Will and Armand, I was like, uh, how does this go? Cause like <laughs> usually you tell us exactly where to go. Like throughout the turns, like you kind of guide the round. Right. And, and, and my intention is never to like force you guys to play a certain way. It's just to be there as like the coach. Keep like, us on the rail. Hey, no, that's it. That's an illegal move. You can't do that. You know, I'd rather I'd much rather tell you like you can't do that, or like or like here's how turn structure works, than actually like 
holding your hand through your turns. Because, I mean, there's there's some merit there as well, because there's, like, uh, some conversation to be had about us getting, like, bad habits. So, like, if we make a mistake, like, oh, my, I think a card works a certain way. And then you're like, nah, it doesn't work that way. But if you hadn't told me that, and I'd been playing it like that for, like, a month, then the moment you tell me that, like, I'm like, oh, I hate this card. Like, I'm never playing this card this way. It's so fun this way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I'm not sure. I guess it's like... Would you rather have someone experienced in your group coming into it, or, or would you rather be learning it together? A little bit of both. I'd rather it, learn it, it together. I, I think it's, it depends on the, on the board game, actually. Or game in general. That's what I was thinking as yeah. well. If it's if it's a more um, like fun, not, I don't want to say fun game, but more like there's not a set kind of thing to it. Almost like Quacks or Quellingberg, where it's just kind of like you can just throw stuff in randomly. And if we all were playing that for the first time and not knowing what like the best strategy is and learning as we played, that would have been pretty cool. Well, you know what? I've I've never played Quacks past the first bookmark. So if we played again, I would have no idea what's going on either. It's like going, okay, uh, Gloomhaven. That's a prime example. Oh, okay. Lord have mercy. Everybody goes in <laughs> not knowing what to do. You know what? We could pick up... Okay, side <laughs> note. Maybe expect a, uh, an episode on this at, at some point, but we could pick up Gloomhaven and all learn together because I have no idea that anything game about is... that game. Okay, so... It's a massive, like... It, it's massive. Multi-hour legacy game that you play over, like, many, many game sessions. You also don't want to not set up, like, or take away the setup. You have to keep it set up. Yeah. Yeah, right. It, it's like a D&D campaign, almost, in, in some sense, where, like... It, it is. You, you kind of, like, all have a character that... And you just move throughout the universe. You're you're visually seeing your character going through the dungeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's super cool, it honestly. Is. I've only played it... On PC. I think my... One time ever. <laughs> I think my initial like hot take isn't that you have to always go by the rules like, a, you know, like anally the entire time, but I think that a lot of people have the wrong idea of like how people actually retain information and learn. You know, if, if you throw way too much information at them all at the beginning and then expect them to retain it all, it's not going to work. No. But also you have to give them enough to be able to have a foundation. Basically, you need to tell them two things. Win condition and turn structure. And then say, okay, go ahead. You're, you're always going to take those first few turns learning. Like, I always need to just visually see, like, a few go-rounds to really understand. But I would actually prefer someone to just, like, tell me straight up. I don't like when it's like, oh, well, I played... We just played the first half of the game wrong. Or maybe I just misunderstood. Oh, I just played it all wrong. Or, like, I just feel like it'd be a waste of time. Like, I know you learn... But in the same sense, I feel like that only maybe worked with like like really grand scope games like TI because we all were playing completely incorrectly to the point of like, okay, now we're going to learn for the next one and it made it fun. But I think the game still would have been just as enjoyable if I played like perfect rules as if I was playing like a video game where you, you can't physically like break the rules, right? The game is set to like always put you in the right direction because in real life you just have the opportunity to mess up because you didn't read the rules correctly. Right, because you play the game like video games play themselves you're just a character within a game that's operating under itself but in a board game uh spirit island like a cooperative game where you have a villain you have an antagonist you're still operating that there's no ai to it that's that's sitting there moving the pieces for you to to, um and correct me if i'm wrong about your point but i've had instances where we do learn the game together and we're learning it wrong or we're doing things wrong we don't even know it 
And then eventually we're all on the same page about like, oh, this is actually how you're supposed to play the game. And then we get to that point and now now suddenly it's like cutthroat competitive and certain people are taking it way more seriously than others because the 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 people that aren't taking it as seriously are still living in the in the past where we're like having fun, learning. So they they don't level up and become as competitive doing it that way. And I've I mean I've seen that very very much in like magic is a good example, like where we go from playing kitchen table magic to like, oh, let's play modern and like I want to play modern at a very high competitive level, but then maybe Ethan doesn't. Ethan just wants to play like uh, like I get to play my one one goblin every turn, you know. And it's like I think that learning as learning together as a group that result is much more common than if you have a guide right away being like this is how you play at the highest level. If you want to achieve the highest level, this is how, and kind of like giving them a, a being a, a guide for those people. Can I jump off of that into hot take number three? Sure. Players who don't at least generally play in the direction of the win condition ruin the game for everybody else. Facts. <laughs> I feel called out, bro. <laughs> let, let, let me explain with one more with one more little bit of description. You can have fun. You could take your own path to victory, but you have to at least be going in that general 180 degree direction towards it, right? As long as you're not going in a completely separate, like, I don't even care. Like, let's say we're playing Catan. And you're just like, oh, you know what would be funny? I just place like all my settlements and everything around the desert and just in random spots around the board and don't really build anything. We don't have any players like that in our group, but I've experienced it before. And kids is a, kids is a different story. They kind of have their sure. They're being quirky because they're children. But, but yeah, but somebody who's like understand. purposely <laughs> like playing chaotic or like just ruining like that experience for everybody else. Instead of at least just generally pushing why, towards Why are you taking win? it so seriously? This is a board game. Well, well, actually, there's a good conversation. I think me and Adam had ex- some experience. So we played uh, Monopoly a few months ago um, with one of our, our buddies, and he was taking it very seriously and kind of dominating us in Monopoly. Grand Monopoly is a you know different type of game. But but we'll just continue with the example. So he's dominating the game. I was, we were playing with another one of our friends, and I made a really stupid choice because I was like, at this point... I'm so behind. I'm not going to come back. So I'm, I'm starting to make like ridiculous offers to people. Like I'm like, I'll give you $2,000 for that one railroad. And people are like, oh, he's just, he's just throwing the game away. It's like, no, dude. Like if I don't do something chaotic, he's going to continue to just win. So just like, are we going to make a choice or are we not going to make a choice? Because like doing nothing and continuing to play like in an ultra competitive way, we're like, I'm going to keep all my money and hope to God everything goes well. That's just going to result in him winning every time. We have to have chaos in the game in order for it to progress in a different direction. Otherwise, the same results. That, but that's happen. a little different. That that was definitely fell under like, hey, there's like a king, and we need to like work together to take down the king. Which I think we, Ethan and I, had talked about in a previous episode. For the most part, I feel that's pretty fair. Like the game itself balances it in the sense of like you work with other people to take down the person like who's on top because it's not always something where it's like every person has the ability to just like instantly stop another person i just don't like and i'm agreeing with Ethan. anyone who plays a game just solely just like i'm just gonna play and mess with you the whole game you know i've played that in games of magic where it's like i have no i'm not doing anything i'm just being a hindrance to you well then why am i here like if you're playing a video game online with random people do whatever you want right because you're not there with them spending their time but if you're just someone who's like yeah i'm just gonna do something random and quirky it's like what are you, you're not are you having fun like what are you doing like yeah you went out of your way to like drive 30 minutes come to, come to this location for uh, to waste my time 
Like, the, you should still take the game seriously. I, I, that's very valid, and I can, I can understand that's, that. That's the direction that I, I just, Yeah. yeah I, I, would, I think it's, it's very game-dependent, too. Because if you can still get to a victory, a end result, by going a chaos route... Right. While right. everybody else wants to go the path of... Like, normal. disruptive. Yeah. Well, okay, so in a, in a game that we should definitely play... At some point, I should pick up and we, we should play. I've got like a laundry list, I promise. Um, but Root. And a lot of the people listening will probably know about Root. It's been very highly rated for a long time. It's a game of woodland creatures. And it's also asymmetrical. And it's like this big, grand, like, six-hour board game about, like, a t- territory uh, control of from woodland creatures and there's one there's it, every every one of them has an asymmetric like essentially faction ability and there's one called the vagabond and they have a completely different goal than any other race um it would be similar to like i don't know the necrovirus uh twilight imperium but they like truly have a different win condition than everyone else like if you're playing like a vagabond in root and you're like i can get to my win by being by disrupting everyone else to the point where they slow down and like have to deal with me like totally valid yeah i just mean if you just like disregard the win condition and just play to whatever like other separate win condition you've created in your head from the get-go yeah from the get-go instead of doing it in response to like somebody getting advantage especially if you haven't had that discussion with people beforehand because people will just be like hey man like, do you want to play a different game? Like, Your objective you... should always be to try and still win the game. If you're in an instance where it's like, yeah, it's physically impossible for me to like win, then maybe you make some weird decision. But, I mean, then you're starting to toy with just like actual the social interactions with people where it's like, I'm just going to decide to like screw you over. Well, if you get upset with it, why are you mad? It's just a game. Like, who cares? It's like, because I don't know, I spent like the past six hours playing a game of TI and you just decided, yeah, I'm just going to like have you lose because you couldn't win. That to me would be really annoying. I just want people to play for the just play the objective. Like I, I think I I don't know if I could claim that I'm the most disruptive player here, but I definitely think that I don't play to my advantages a lot of the time. I think I'm the most disruptive, <laughs> disruptive player. Oh really? Oh hell yeah! I think because I I I, it, I find it titillating in my heartstrings <laughs> to disrupt when I know I'm not going to win, but not sure. disrupt in a way that is like a nuisance. A nuisance, but more of like. I'm gonna be sl- I'm I'm gonna be a gnat or a mosquito. I'm just gonna. Like, I can't do it. I can't do the thing because he's do the thing. He's the thing. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play thieves auction on magic and be like, let's see what happens. Sure. But, you know, I'm gonna be chaotic. Mm-hmm. Eventually, one of you are going to win, but I'm just gonna slow down the game progress. So I want to do a little ranking of the five of us. Who? What? What is it in terms of like five is. The person who takes the game the most seriously, and one is the game the person who takes Ooh. the game the least should serious. Should we do this blind? Like, should we like cover our eyes and point? <laughs> <laughs> but who do, who do you think is at number five? Is that most serious? Most, most serious. Most seriously. That's Ethan. No. I, I think it's Me? Ethan. I think it's Ethan. I, I think it's Adam. Interesting. Honestly, I, I want to I, I want to say like either the two of Shar. Maybe. I, I feel like I, think, I I would not be five. I'd maybe be like four, just because I I would give leeway. I think I think time. there's a difference between taking the most seriously and most competitive. So most seriously will probably be you. Most competitive will be Adam. Okay, 
Okay. Seriously, really? this is, is what I meant. He gets angry when it doesn't go his way. Oh, that is true. I, I don't want to say I get angry. I just get your like, face doesn't lie. You, <laughs> get, you, get, you get frustrated. You for do sure. get frustrated, yeah. and your face doesn't lie. Don't play poker. Okay. Well, all I, okay. Yeah. First of all, I have I do have bad poker face. It is funny though when I was having after I played that board game with my girlfriend the other night, I was like, man, I think you'd like Ti because she was looking through her game. She's like, she saw Ritz. Well, no, because she's she she loves Ritz. <laughs> no. It's like Hunger Games card game. You would like yeah. T.I. No, you would like I I've, I've, I've talked to her about it before. Oh, we went on a picnic take. Oh, you know what you would like? A uh, trip to Sweden. <laughs> okay, all, I, totally all different I'm, things. All I'm trying to say is she likes Risk because she was talking about that, and I've talked to her about T.I. and I'm like, I feel like you would like that. Like it would be a big step up, and she was like, Oh, I yeah, think big, it would be really like, funny for me to just like. Up. She's like, if I played, I would just like mess with you the whole game and make sure you don't win. I'm like, I don't want to play that game. Like, <laughs> I still want everyone to just be like, playing said, the game. She said she, she did. She did say that. Oh, she's being oh. flirty. Yeah. Uh-oh. But I'm just like, I'm just like, bro, no. Okay. Welcome to the... When I play video games online, though, like Call of Duty, oh, I'm mean. I like to just mess with people and get them mad. I think it's funny. But, like, I can at least respect people's time in person. Yeah. I want to say Christos is at the bottom... And then like, it's like, like Will is like number two. Dude, Chris was definitely at the bottom. Yeah. Shy, I want to say, is number three, and then Adam at four, and me at five. And taking it the most seriously? Yeah. Like rules wise. Oh, I, rules wise. Yeah. I, should I be offended? No. I mean, usually most of your, your should things. Should we be offended, Christos? Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. I, I feel like I really. It's not that I don't even care. Because I feel. Like, do you guys think I don't care? I, I think uh, you do have a very aloof nature to yourself. Sure. Yeah. So, but I think that's just your personality. I think you don't care about life. <laughs> Welcome to the depressing hour of the podcast. Uh, but the, no, I think I just like with games. I just feel like it's just another game. I want my my night to be ruined because I took the game too seriously. Yeah, and I, I've, I've said this yeah. many times before because I've I, I've lived with people. I know people that like they get off their frustrating nine to five and they come home and they just get frustrated playing like a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a day of frustration, and unfortunately, it's just not something that's for me. So when I come here and we play games together, I just want to enjoy my time with my friends. Mm-hmm. And if, if something fun or stupid happens in the game, so be it. Like, I, But it, in my direction or, or, you know, the opposite direction, I, I think I still do make pretty sound strategic decisions despite not putting any thought into them. Yeah. Which means either I'm really lucky or I have a good eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about time that we move into the fourth, um, the hottest of the hot takes. But I do want to ask, would you guys be interested in next week's podcast? Um, each one of us brings a hot take and we can talk about each of them. We try. Think about one hot take by the end of next week. How much, over, sure how much do overlap it. do you think there's going to be? Well, if there's overlap, we just it's a shorter episode. I guess that's true. Anyway, number four. If a game needs house rules or purposely playing against the win condition to be fun, you should just find a different game that does the same thing but better. I don't know how hot this take is either. Yeah, this is a lukewarm take. Would you I, say? Don't, I don't think it's like super hot. I think go, go play another I'm game. I'm imagining Redditor's freaking out at me right now. <laughs> I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like in ge- in the general idea of like okay, if I have to implement house rules to make this game function in the best viable way, why even play? This this sounds well, like a response to that Uno. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. First of all, anybody who commented on that Uno short 
Uh, they wanted to string me up because of that. I, I'm just explaining the rules of the game. I'm not telling you you have to you do something. You can't put a draw two on top of a draw two? I t- yeah, I said something about... It the uh, wild four. You can't play it if you have the col- correct color in your hand. Is that actually the rule? Like, in yeah, the rule book? that's generally the rule. Like, wow. Since Uno came out, and till this day, it's the rule. But I'm making a fun game, a fun video about it. Anyway, I'm not I'm not upset. I'm, I promise I'm not upset. But yeah, there's, there is, there is uh, <laughs> but by the teams time, out there that don't... Nobody knows the actual rules. I was like, no, I'm not saying nobody. In general populace, most people don't know the actual yeah, printed rules of. Yeah, like Christos, in Monopoly, what does the free parking space do? Nothing. Uh, no. But in, everyone... in the game, in the game rules of Monopoly, every time you go around go, you're supposed to put money into the middle. And when you hit the free parking, you get that. No. That, that's, no. A no. that's a house that's rule. A, that's a house <laughs> rule? That's a house rule. Okay. Yeah. The... That... Of the, I'll put the money in the middle and free parking and grab it is completely made up. Okay. Free parking is actually just a nothing space. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've always been. Maybe you should be at number one, not number two. (laughs) (laughs) It's also Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly is the only game game. I take seriously. I'm I'm just taking a stand there. It's not a real game. When it comes to the hot take, at least, definitely. Playing the game against the like win condition is probably something like that, but house rules. I think there are a time and place for them where you still want to be playing that game and it is good. I mean, just what like two, three podcasts ago we were talking about a four person TI game and we had what how many two, three house rules for that game? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. You're, no, you're right. Um, to 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 make the, at least the four player experience better. Obviously, mm-hmm. six player, eight player experience is much better with. The regular rules, but when it is in those like niche conditions, like some hospitals could be nice just to make the game more streamlined or however you want to make that game for your play group. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go grab a new game, especially if you want to play TI and you only have four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh. I should back off a little bit on this one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do. I do generally think this is a lukewarm take. I yeah. want to say. It's I th- not, I, th- I think that like house rules, kind of exist in order for you to get enjoyment out of games in circumstances that otherwise you wouldn't be able to. Like especially when you're like playing with like family and like some family just just you know you. I'm sure everybody has a family member that just like does not get it is only there because they have to be, or something like that, right? When we're playing a game and you're like, I'll just, you know, yeah, you know what, for you, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, oh, I, you don't want to get up over your chair to play cornhole? Okay, cool, you lob it like a basketball. Yeah, you're there good. you go, yeah. That's completely legal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's like adding mods in a video game. Sometimes you're just like, hey, you can play vanilla Skyrim. And be like, yeah, I'm a purist. But everyone I know mods the crap out of that game. Yeah, and yep. just like throws all the fun random right. stuff. Just the spice dra- it up. The dragons are Thomas the Tank Engine and like only use <laughs> Macho Man references. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I remember is the Thomas one. Dude, that's just so, so iconic. That's <laughs> so iconic. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, I'm not actually an un- angry, grumpy old elf. I, <laughs> I had to force myself to come up with some hot takes for this video. But uh, we will see you next week on the Cardboard Crashcast. You guys have anything else to add? No? Uh, Ethan's actually the youngest in the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grumpy old elf. Yeah, maybe you guys should guess how, we, how uh, oh, old yeah. we all are. I think we talked about that before. Maybe, I'm I, not sure. I, I know, know, I 
don't think I have. Well, we've talked about have. age in terms of like magic players, and I know. Yeah, uh, longest running magic player, but uh, like maybe the cardboard crash course lore is expanding. <laughs> well, have a great rest of your day. Bye bye.